player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I am Jace. Who dropped a bomb just before we started this. But <laughs> before we get to that bomb, because I need to address that, um, let's jump into where we are again. That's right. Lockdown. Welcome, New South Wales, to lockdown once again. Um, I am loving lockdown, and I know that it's not good to love lockdown, but I was sadly an essential worker the first time around, whatever that means. Um, I certainly don't deem myself to be essential. No. And knowing that everybody was getting to be at home um, just drove me crazy. Um, so I am enjoying having this time. I just I, I had a week off before I uh, this started, and I'm effectively going to be off work for two weeks. I'm working from home, and I'm working longer hours, but... I'm off for two weeks. Just the fact that I don't have to get on a train every day is incredible. Yeah, but you got to you got to take your wins where you get them, right? Oh, I agree. Like I find lockdown both hard and good. Like I, it's nice being at home. I'm making probably better food for myself, which doesn't always happen in lockdown. I'm eating less chocolate, but only because I forgot to buy it, and I've been told I can't go to the shops again because we can't go often. And um, but I'm yeah, I'm getting a bit of game time in here and there. I've watched a few series, and uh, yeah, you know. How about you, Joe? I know lockdown for you has been a little yeah. more painful. Well, time, yeah. It's not the um, holiday that I was I'm hoping for or expecting. And yeah, like Jace, I last lockdown was working the whole time um, as well at work and, you know, had one or two days at home, but working um, like everyone else. But yeah, it hasn't really been what, what I was after. But the kids are making the most of it. We're taking advantage of the lovely bush around us, going for bushwalks, lots of gaming yeah, time. Good. Um, you know, hopefully to get, get going to start watching some DuckTales season three tomorrow is our big plan. So that'll last us over the weekend Lock- into next, next week. Lockdown as a gamer is pretty much the dream. I mean, a lot of gamers oh, already live the lockdown life anyway, even when you were told not to go outside. So um, it's yeah. not, it's not that terrible when you got good games in saying yeah. that Joe, I, I don't have the same experience you have with kids. You've obviously got a few yeah. more of them running around um, and far more experience than I do, but um yeah, being being cooped up inside with a kid is um, yeah. is tricky. And the hardest thing is just trying to keep their spirits up, honestly. Um, so I'm playing a lot of games with them. Um, yeah. uh, and that's been, been really great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've joined in on that. Uh, little Batman, you, me, and um, good old Joe. Oh, sorry, Jace, you haven't gotten in on a game yet. But um, we've been playing a bit of Fortnite. Uh, my ultimate mission is to get Superman and uh, Rick Sanchez's season. Because Rick and Morty's back, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually getting my seven-year-old daughter onto um, Rocket League, starting her early, because my son and I play a bit online, and she's been playing with us. We've actually been playing competitive games, and we won a couple times, which is just hilarious when you get, like, amazing. you know, That's awesome. back with, you know, all that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been great in that regard. Right. It's it's a bit. I think it's a bit different with a six month old. She doesn't know the difference in saying that we. I mean, we go out for a walk every day, um, just because her temperament is far better. If she gets a little bit of fresh air, she'll absolutely lose her mind inside. And then the moment you pass the threshold of the door, she's aware of it. She's suddenly like, "Oh, okay, we're good now." Um, so yeah, you, you got to get out there, I suppose, when you when you can. It's got nice that you can go for bushwalks and stuff. Yeah. Although on both those points, so on Joe's point of uh, Rocket League. I actually was MVP in a game that we played with yes, Little Batman, were. which yeah. just never happened. So, yay me. Um, not that it's all about me. And, Jace, your latest video on your YouTube channel, I think your daughter's going to be a gamer. Like, maybe, she was, maybe. 
She was rocking that Elite controller, and she was going for those Xboxes. She seems to like the X over the S. She was leaning towards it all the way she through was. the video. So was, I'm impressed. Um, I should have added some of the outtakes. That um, Setting the, that up. So sorry, for those who don't know, I've decided to make my own little YouTube channel just to try things out. I have a soundbar video, and I, I just released the video earlier today for the Xbox Series X and S. Um, but yeah, my kid features heavily in all my videos because she's always around me. Um, and she seems to love the camera, but, uh, but yeah, no, the, the outtakes are funny because she's like, Mm -hmm. Jen and I are trying to balance her and (laughs) like, and then she like is leaning and she like knocked over the Xbox once. And I was like, Oh, my baby. But I meant the Xbox, not her. And, um, (laughs) and, and then, yeah, it was just hard. And the funny thing is she loves the elite controller, um, because the, um, yeah and jen's just like don't let her do that and i'm like oh yeah i don't want to damage the control she's like no she could swallow the <laughs> someone's so great as a dad to be honest i don't know what i'm like oh again my baby but it's my it's one of the elite controller can i say jace your latest video wins youtube for the cutest thumbnail i've ever seen with the headset yeah. on her that's yeah, exactly. that's a little reaction that she has uh, when, when i put it on yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. I had to include that. No, thank you. Thank you for watching that, guys. No, no awesome. problem. Um, I, I think you, I know you've got two Xboxes, the Series S and the X in the house. I think you're going to need an extra one in a number of years' time somehow. Might do, yeah. 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 So um, we were talking about, you know, all things are going on. And I mentioned there was a bit of a bomb drops right before this uh, <laughs> podcast kicked off. So I'm going to kick it off with what I've been watching lately. Um, I've been watching a bit of For All Mankind, which has been really great alternate take on the space race. Um, can't wait for season three next year. And I mentioned Rick and Morty's back, so I've watched the first two episodes. The first one was eh. The second one was, you know, classic Rick and Morty. But um, the one that we really talked about just a moment ago, Mr. Jason, was um, Loki. Now, look. I've been enjoying Loki. I think it's been a nice dive into what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be going forward. I think it it's really setting up a lot of things. I think it's also tied really well back into Avengers comics. I will acknowledge that episode three was a little bit slow, but you you said you'd give the overall four episodes so far two. Well, uh, so first of all, what happens in episode three? What one's that? That was the one with us stuck on the planet that was... Because uh, whatever the one before that was killed the show for me. Um, nothing happens. I'm happy to um, oh, listen to Owen. Three. I'm, listening, <laughs> I'm happy to listen to Owen Wilson talking about jet skis. That was quite funny. But um, yeah, I just just nothing happened. And, and I, I mean, I, I truly don't know, fully understand what's going on in the show. The, oh, first, episode, the first episode was... I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you go in a second, Joe. I promise. I don't know much about this show. I'm almost done with it. But... Um, the, the first episode was cool and, and Jen and I were pretty into it. Um, you know, it's always nice to see Tom Hiddleston as, as Loki and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, just his overall vibe and stuff like that. It's good fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel as though, um, I feel as though Loki is kind of one of those characters. How, how else can I explain it? Have you guys ever seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. like so this, this character, this character's like um, Pimento in Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, and uh, characters like um, uh, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. These are the sorts of people that people are like. Man, I want them to have their own TV show. 
And then you just like, actually, no, it's too much. Like a show just about Barney or a show just about Joey from Friends, which they made, by the way, and was hot garbage. They did, it was bad. Yeah. Um, th- these characters are great in their little supporting roles on the side. Too much of them can be too much. And I don't think that Loki needs a show. In saying that, the scene with D.B. Cooper jumping out of a plane and, and using Loki as D.B. Cooper was um, an all-time favorite Marvel moment for me. But uh, it was very clever. I'm big, yeah, very interested in that in that sort of that angle. But uh, yeah, I just two nothing happened, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is what's going on then. So I haven't given the three or four, or is there a five yet? Not yet. Next week. Okay. Um, are you telling me that I should be giving you the chance? Maybe. Well, if you didn't like two, you're going to really hate episode three, I think. Um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed episode four because suddenly the stakes uh, rose in the last 10 minutes quite dramatically. Can I ask, Jace, did you, you like the first two episodes of WandaVision, didn't you? Uh, I did, yeah. Um, I think the reason I liked yeah. it is, I think the reason I liked WandaVision was just because it was so different and it felt like Marvel, that, like Marvel were playing a different hand, I guess. They were, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's was, so funny. Like, I, I hated the first two episodes of that show and oh, I again. didn't see where it was going. <laughs> I, I yeah. wouldn't have continued with it. If it wasn't for that scene where it was like, it might have even been, I think it was the second episode where the, the man was choking and she's like, stop it, stop it, yeah. stop it. And it, yeah. that gave me like Twin Peaks vibes. Like this was like really creepy sort of thing. And that got yeah. me into it. Um, but it's Marvel. Look, let's be honest. I'm going to watch a limited series that they do. Even if I don't like the whole thing, I'm probably going to watch every episode. But yeah. I, I'm with you, John. I, I've really liked Loki. I think the third episode, yeah, I, I was kind of, thought they should have the planet a lot quicker and whatever. I thought yeah, that was not, not very interesting, but they were really cool kind of character development. And this current episode, I was saying before I've seen online, it's like got a five from IGN and a six from somewhere else came up on my so screen. What do, you, what do you think um, of it? I thought it was awesome. I thought that the way that they kind of developed the relationship between the characters um, is really cool. Kind of the twists. And then there was kind of like a oh, that twist. Last on the twist. twist. Yeah. In the mid credit yeah. scene, which they had in this episode, yep. um, I'm glad they did that here, not in the next episode, because yeah, I agree. You know, it kind of gets you a bit more excited for it. Um, it was a slower paced episode in the first two, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the character development's been really cool, and yeah, I think Owen Wilson is um, a standout in it as well. He's just oh, I want him to say whoa. He's not going to say whoa. They said. Um, but he had, a, he had a moment wow, in this episode. Wow, yeah. wow sorry. Wow. 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 Yeah. wow. Um, but there, there was a moment in this episode where he could have said it and he didn't. And I'm like, all right, they, they're not going to do it at all, are they? That's but okay. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think, Jace, if you didn't like the first two, I don't think I, you're going to. I agree. I'll, you're going to hate the third. I'll tell you what I like about Loki. I think that you the. Probably um, like the third. I like the, the yeah, angle true, that they true. that they went with in was it um, Endgame or what was the one where he picks up the Tesseract and disappears? Endgame, right? Yeah. Um, I really liked that whole sequence. I liked that they started it off with that. I thought that was very, very clever. Um, and the fact that Loki just picked it up and disappeared, and then that was it. And I knew that a Loki TV series was was coming, but it's not it's not what I thought it was going to be. Like the first episode was a setup, and like I would happily just watch episodes of flashback sequences of sneaky little things that he's done. But they're trying to create some sort of redemption arc for he's a villain. Like he's killed people, and I mean, yeah, sure, I guess you know villains can become good and um, there was a version of Loki that eventually became a good person but ultimately he's all about being sneaky and backstabbing and maybe that's the direction the show is heading in and I just need to keep going with it I just it's hard to find the time and episode it's a show has to really sell me 
Like you have to give me everything that you got to hold my attention now. Yeah, um, because how many, how many I'm incredibly time poor. How um, many episodes are there going to be? It's not. I'll it's look not it up and let you know. It, no, I think it was it was six or nine. I'll let you know the exact number in a moment. Um, it's, it's six as far as I'm aware that they're making. Yeah. Six? Cool. Yeah. Which is good. I, I love I love the short season dealio that's going so on. So do I. I'm, yeah, I'm actually good. tired of a long season. So, yeah, it's six episodes. Yeah. So. Okay. So we'll agree to disagree. I, I'm going to say, Jace, if you fast forward your way through three or start watching and see what you think. Yeah. Um, there, there are some fun moments in it. I, I definitely, like, didn't hate it. It just it was a different, different pace. Um, yeah. But for yeah again start off slow and then built right up yeah so, and the yeah. story the story progresses a lot in episode four yeah a lot I, 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 I leaves lot. you really open yeah yeah i'm not i'm not particularly interested in the female loki variant thing um but maybe i just need to watch the next episode because she was only in episode two for like two minutes right so um yeah. I, I just i don't next, know what's going on there the next two episodes are, are well, the next episode's all about her, and then the one after it reveals a bit more. So, yeah. is she is she an interesting character? She's getting more interesting as time goes on. Yeah, okay. Well, like that's it. what I thought. Yeah, I like it too. I wasn't <laughs> sure at first on episode three. I was like, eh, I, like I liked it, and then I didn't, and I didn't, and I didn't. Um, but four cemented her as a cool character. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll keep going with it. Yeah. All right. So let's switch tact because we haven't talked about something. But you know what? I was about to say something big, but ah, oh, E3, you're not as big as you used to be. And this is coming from someone who went to E3 a long time ago. Um, wow, E3 has really lost its glamour, hasn't it? Like, okay, so for everybody who's listening in, we're looking at a list of games that, you know, these aren't a complete list by any stretch of the imagination, but they're the ones that stood out to us. And it's not a big list. And also it's... I wouldn't say it's the most, oh my God, I can't wait to try all these games lists. Like I'm certain I'm going to love a lot of the games on this list, but um, wow, E3 okay. this year was a bit, eh. I think for me, the, the, the most disappointing thing was a lot of these reveals should have been made at this E3, but they've just this, this kind of tendency to say games are coming way before they, yeah. they should be announced. Like they did it with um, the Outer Worlds 2 at, at the Xbox um, pre- Xbox slash Bethesda uh, press conference, I think it was what they called it. Oh, and, um, keep, yeah, anyway. But but it was like it was a really cute trailer where they made fun of announcing games too early and everything. But I think yeah, the trailer's hilarious. You know, it might might come out in in two years or so. Who knows? But um, yeah, they 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 did that. But other games that they showed, if they just showed it for the first time here, it would have hit a lot harder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I watched all the press conferences and I thought. The, the Xbox One had some really cool things in it, cool moments, but a lot of those cool moments were coming to Game Pass, coming to Game Pass. And I'm just thinking, all right, this this is a, becoming a bit of a joke now. It's such a good deal. Like, how, how can you pass it up um, in any way? And there were a couple of good hits at the um, Nintendo video thing that they did. That they, what is it called? The Treehouse, I think they call it. Yep. Um, but again, some of it just goes on for way too long. It was... Not the same, and yeah, not having Sony there at all. Um, mm. I guess in some ways I can understand that. I think it's good they've kind of announced some things after E3 in terms of, of God of War, Horizon. We already knew about God of War and um, oh, oh, what was the other the... one coming out? Um, going to come to PlayStation 4 as well as PlayStation 5. So that's kind of like an anti 
E3 kind of message from before where it's like, you know, oh, we believe in generations. This is the only place to play it. But now we're going to kind of go back on that because I guess PlayStation 4 sold so many and the consoles aren't that different. So why not? Why not make money? I missed the God of War announcement. What was the announcement? So God of War, is it? I think it's called Ragnarok. Um, it's right. coming to PlayStation 4 as well. Wow. So there was going to be a PS5 game and it's not anymore. Not, not just the PS5 game anymore. Uh, yeah, that that's like the way that it should be, though, right? Like, as in, it should be that you buy it once and then you can play it across as many generations as it's as it's capable of. Oh hell no, they want you to pay more. I, I <laughs> guess that's, I don't... that's very anti-consumer, though. Now, especially with uh, and you know, I hate to sort of blow smoke up Phil Spencer's ass, but like it, he's the what he's done on what yeah. Xbox and everybody has done is, you know, they've effectively turned the, the Xbox into um, a PC. It's, you know, it's it's a piece of hardware now that, you know, that you can do, what do they call it? What's the way the, the upgrade path or something like that they call it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can you can play a lot of these games, uh, to maybe to the, the exception of games like Cyberpunk where you shouldn't be, but, you know, besides <laughs> that, um, you know, you can play these games across, uh, across both platforms and it, and it sort of just works. And it's like, it says, well, you know, if you want to play the best version of this, then you want to play the Xbox Series X slash S optimized version. And if we have a game that's so powerful, well, it can really only run on, on, the, new, on the new hardware. Um, but I'm I don't glad know. you mentioned that because um, it's interesting. You both have Xbox Series Xs or Ss, depending on, you know, how many you really want in your house. Um, and I, I don't I, – well, I've got two Xbox Ones in the house and I have not felt left out in our gaming experiences at all this year despite yeah. the fact you're playing on next-generation consoles. And even having seen something like Subnautica Below Zero playing on your Xbox, Jace, at your place and then playing it on mine, like, yes, graphically there were some improvements in terms of the lighting effects and stuff and that could have also just been your Bang TV. But – I didn't feel like I was losing out majorly in any real way. Like I still had the same experience in the game. Like it, sure, it looked beautiful, but um, mine didn't look horrible at all. It's See, not like I was going back to a 486 to play it. That's a testament to the whole thing, right? Because for you, it's like I can still play what you're playing. I don't feel like I'm missing out. For me, I feel like I have a quality of life upgrade, which has yeah. um, greatly yeah. improved things for me. But at the same point, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't be disappointed either. And it's just, it's, it's crazy that you can kind of have the best of all worlds in this case. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, I've effectively bought a machine that doesn't make things drastically uh, better in terms of how pretty it is, you know, graphically and visually. Although in some cases, you know, ray tracing yeah. and stuff is nice. Um, it's purely just due with the speed of the, the quick resume thing. And I, that's yeah. what I utilize. But this is a very specific thing for me in my, like, in my life right now where I need to turn on the Xbox and I'll get five to 10 minutes of a game. and um, uh, that's the only thing that I'm that I effectively would miss out on if yeah. I was back in the previous generation. But it's just it's just effectively different versions of you know of, of hardware. Like as in, they're not different consoles exactly. It's no, just exactly. like it's like you have, and this is no disrespect at all, but you effectively now have the entry level Xbox. Yeah. But but the fact that the previous generation is an entry level Xbox to the new generation. Yeah, with the S filling the gap in the middle and then the X being on top is nuts because it's certainly not the case for the PS4 and the PS5. They're two different things. 
Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I totally agree with what you're saying. And I've I, I got to say, I share those feelings. Like, I don't feel like I need, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm happy with what we're getting at, with in terms of the Xbox kind of yeah. having a play on both systems and consoles or whatever, generation, sorry. But just to play devil's advocate, I got to say the idea of games being built for the best hardware, I, I, I kind of think they, like in terms of some design decisions, I'm not a game maker. I, I don't, you know, have any real understanding of this, but yeah. I imagine there would probably be some different kind of things that they would do in terms of like the way it might load. Like in God of War, the, the redone one on PlayStation 4, it was really yeah. smart hiding of the loading in the way the game played. But I imagine if they didn't have to do that at all with the power of the PlayStation 5, maybe they could just kind of implement you know, a more open system. Whereas having to have it run on PS4, are they going to have these kind of hiding the loading themes on the PlayStation 5 version? Like, you know, when you played, I played um, Final Fantasy um, Remake, 7 Remake, and there's these parts where you crawl between like two cars or something, and it just slows the whole game down. And it's an obvious loading thing happening going from scene to scene and there was one yeah. part in the game where it made no sense because it was literally two buses or something it was a car and a bus or something and your characters all shimmied through them but they could have just walked around them like you yeah. could actually see that they could have walked around them if they didn't have to kind of you know worry about the lowest common denominator then they could just not have that so i, well, I can know. argue I, I, I can argue to that because I, I for the life of me can't remember right now what game it was but there was a game on uh, playstation 4 that I think some colleagues at work were talking about and mentioned that on the PS5, they've been finding that that load screen isn't there anymore. And the fact that it's chucking you straight into the game, they weren't getting this really cool animation and this this effect that was a little, like a nice intro into the game. And it kind of feels like, oh, I'm already there. Radio. Okay. But again, but again, if they didn't have to do that, they probably wouldn't like implement something else. Or just not, it wouldn't exist at all. So you wouldn't know you were missing out on... You know, I remember playing Skyrim and you used to swell the little kind of things around while you're waiting mm. for the screen to load all the time. As, as memorable as, as that was, I would have much rather just gone into the game much quicker. Yeah. I, 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 I think that Sony is, and it's not just a Sony problem, but they're the, they're the other big dog in the game, right? I mean, well, yep. I suppose you could argue, I've always thought, felt like Nintendo or somewhere else. They're yeah, probably the number one selling oh, console, yeah. but they're doing their own thing, right? And they yeah. they, they make games around their, their hardware. Um, whereas Sony are rooted in a very old way of doing things. They flew a little too close to the sun because they've been the top dog for so long and they've gone, you know what, we're not doing E3s, which, you know what, I guess is fine, but it is a big yeah. part of the year and it does build up hype. Um, and they're going, okay, um, this is that was the PlayStation 4 now. This is the PlayStation 5. You pick one. And then, you know, what is effectively a generation now where there are no games? <laughs> There's nothing really genuinely yeah. exciting. We, the, I think the biggest game for Xbox recently in terms of like truly something that was truly advanced was, was the medium. And, yeah. you know, that did okay, sure. So, I mean... PlayStation 5 too now. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, uh-huh. in this case, you know, Microsoft have had to go, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to release this cool hardware that makes things look a little bit prettier and, and loads things faster. And that's the big one. Um, and then we've got Game Pass. That's what we're going to do to be able to yeah. win the war. And, and I know that, I know that you know, people like Phil Spencer doesn't 
you know, winning the war is, you know, a dirty word or a dirty term. Um, and, and it should be because, you know, we all should be able to do cross play and all get in together and, yeah. and everybody seems on board with it. Nintendo and, and Microsoft seem to have a, a kind of a cool relationship going on at the moment. And, and there are bigger things there with, with the whole X cloud system. Um, but I mean, somebody had to do something this generation to make it worth buying these consoles. Um, we're not seeing good games at least for a year or two, uh, but I don't know what Sony are thinking. Like, they have to do something. They can't keep doing whatever they're doing now. Are, are they just going to keep selling? Like, it, I've got a good analogy for it. Um, there was a story I read, and I read it years ago, and I, I saw it again recently about uh, the guy who started Netflix back when it was a. Uh, they'd mail you a DVD, and then you'd mail it back. Service. Yeah. I tried to sell the service and saying, "Look, this is the next big thing." To Blockbuster, and Blockbuster went, "We don't want your piddling service. We've got all the money in the world." And look at where it is now. I think the same thing's playing out right now. And it's just that Sony and Sony historically, like you look at the Walkman versus MP3 and the iPod and you look at, um, you know, any of the consumer electronics and how things are going. And now PlayStation is the biggest thing for them. You look at the rest of their lineup and it's TVs and PlayStations and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think they've, I think they're so rooted in the way they, they do business that they haven't figured out how to get out of that yet. Is there a chance in all of this, and I'm I'm asking both of you, is, is there a chance in all of this that Sony could fold in the in the video game sort of ecosystem? They're out, way outselling Xbox, and in fact, the PS5 is selling faster than the PS4. So, but what does I that actually so. mean? Like, I mean, it's very hard to get a PS5 at the moment. You know, you can say that you're you're outselling, I suppose, um, and you know, all these. But but, but at the end of the day, what, I believe they're selling what they're making. Like they're just whatever they're getting out there is but, just going so to is, people. Well, to the exception uh, of the Series S, maybe, so is the X. And Yeah, I, so I I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to say that it's it's the opposite to what Joe is saying, that um, we're looking at Microsoft playing the long game and Sony not seeing anything beyond their current generation while Microsoft's gone, well, you know what? In a couple of years, it's all Game Pass and all of our gaming services will be branded Xbox. And if we have to drop Xbox because we have to, well, then we will. Yeah, it's funny though. Like we are, you know, obviously, if you listen to this, you know, we're oh, Xbox, Xbox fans, Xbox yeah. gamers, mm-hmm. um, and but but most people, it's PlayStation. Like you talk to, you know, kids and whatever, like they buying PlayStations. They want a PlayStation, and the, the the if anyone asks me for my opinion, particularly people with kids, I'm just like, get an Xbox, get Game Pass. You don't have to buy a game, and and you sort it. Yeah. Uh, but- but yeah, but most people they just know that PlayStation is the one. It's the one that's, you know, in in the zeitgeist and all that. So that's the way people are going. Okay, the the PS2 was the biggest selling console of its generation, and then suddenly with the PS3 and the Xbox 360, the Xbox 360 took the lead. So I don't not think at the that... end. PlayStation came back and actually out, out got it out, got it at the end. I still think I... when you look back on that generation, you you overthink. You tend to think towards Xbox. I don't, I don't know what any of these numbers actually mean because as yeah. far as I'm aware, both Sony and Microsoft are losing money on their consoles. Um, that, that's what I understand. I know that certainly Microsoft is, mm. um, but I understand that, that Sony uh, may very well be in the same sort of boat. And even if they're not, they're not making much on the consoles. It's always been about yeah. the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the word of the last couple of years is subscription for everything. Yeah. Everything is Absolutely. a subscription now. And, you know, Phil Spencer in this case and, and, and Microsoft have gone, okay, that's what we're doing. 
um, Sony may very well be able to do that. And they've been, they've been in the head in the game in some of these things in the past. There, there have been remote services and, and, and sort of subscription type services that they've done. But like a lot of the things lately have just seemed very anti-consumer from, I think they removed like a whole back catalog of Vita games recently. And I appreciate yeah. that the Vita is not like the most popular thing, but it's still something that people have. It came back on. They were okay. going to get rid of the stores. Um, and I heard they that. Kind of put it back and went back on it because people complained right. because they're exactly right. They were out of touch. They're like, people don't want this or whatever. And people are like, no, we do actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like that, I'm that just... kind of whole thing that Xbox are doing in terms of having every generation playable on the current Xbox is awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's not the way that Sony's going. Mm. They, they're going that way now because they're being forced to because their competition seems to be. And the funniest thing about that is PlayStation's back catalog is by far superior to Xbox Xbox's back catalog. Um, and they kind of walked away superior from Superior in number or superior in games? Games. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, disagree I'm, on that one. I'm with Jason on this one. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Like Metal yeah, Gear. Definitely. Wow, yeah, that's, okay. That's one series, like... Which, yeah. what, what else? Because if, I, if, I look, if I look back on it, like it's just a lot of um, very well done single player third person games. That's the way I see play. I, I, I think Metal Gear, I think Uncharted, I think God of War. Those, yeah, the other two are, I guess God of War has been around for a long time. But yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking back to like when I was, you know, in high school and Xbox wasn't even a thing and playing PlayStation original you know and playstation original i agree with you yeah, yeah I, like, I, I don't know i guess it's just what you had and what you were using i had them all and and the thing for me a playstation was always this um secondary console that i would purchase because there are a couple of exclusives i wanted to play yeah. which was very similar to what was happening with nintendo um you know i'm effectively holding on to my switch just for one title which is on the list of games we're going to talk about in a moment but yeah. it's yeah like that's what playstation was for me and and i think truth be told like the reason that versus player starting to feel more like an Xbox podcast than anything else is because we all have the Xbox and we all have a subscription to play it online. Not that you need that anymore. Um, no, but, uh, and, and that's just the way that we play. And, you know, and then, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want there to be a world where Sony aren't involved. And I never would have thought oh, in a million I years, I wouldn't have had even the thought that Sony could one day not exist to make games anymore. But, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know enough about the numbers and what they're making. But I mean, look, like you said, they're selling heaps of consoles. I just don't imagine that um, anybody's getting mega rich from selling them. The, the good thing for me is that the, the, these games are now for PS4. I've said it before. I'm not buying a white PlayStation 4, 5 unless mm. Uncharted comes out. And that's the only way I can get it. Um, but like with these coming to PS4, I'll just play them there. I'm happy with that. And I'm just happy to yeah. bide my time. I will say one thing that I've noticed on a lot of subreddits um, is that there are PS5 players who are purchasing the Series S yes. as a companion console, which is funny because a lot of people think that the Series S is a rip. And at 500 bucks in Australia, it's a little too expensive, yeah. um, especially when you know, you've only got sort of 360-odd gigabytes of, of free storage on the thing, right? Mm. But like, it just uh, it's funny that there are these PS5 players who just feel like they're missing out, not on a console, but on a service. And they're like, yeah. I'll just get the cheaper one to play a couple of, a couple of these games um, and a couple of these exclusives. And, and you know what, we, you know, on the list that we have in front of us, we do have some, some actual exclusives. The Bethesda deal did wonders for, for, um, for Microsoft. So let's yeah, switch I, tact I was because... surprised by some of those. 
because I don't think we're going to f- ever finish this argument. <laughs> I'll, I'll be intrigued to see where it goes in a couple of years' time. So let's jump in. Joe, what stood out to you? Oh, good choice. I didn't even notice you highlight that one. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the big one that just, uh, it's, it's kind of a given for me is Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Um, in Mexico, it looks yeah. awesome. It, like the the way that they use their technology to um, model the world around the cars. Like the cars have looked phenomenal for the last few forces. Yeah. But in the world, it just it looks almost photorealistic. And I'm watching the trailer on YouTube, so it's not even the same high quality that it's going to be when I get this on the mm. Xbox. Um, I don't know what they're doing, but it's some sort of magic. And I'm in on that. Um, but the, the big surprise of E3, a game I've been waiting to hear more about, like for, to come back for a very long time, is um, on the Switch Warrior where you guys yeah. played the last one of those. Um, Smooth Moves, I think it was, was the last one I played. <sighs> I wanted to. I never got around to it. Uh, there's just a, the, what do they call them? Micro games? Yeah, that last okay. like, yeah. you know, a few seconds at a time. And I got it for my son a few years ago on Wii, um, one of the very few Wii games that we kind of keep the console for. And like, it's just like that something anybody can play. And it's just something that you have a whole bunch of people around, have a good laugh with. Um, yeah, that was kind of a surprise for me. Um, there's more, but I'll let you guys jump in with one of yours, if you like. Sure. Um, I'll talk about... Uh something I'm really looking forward to playing um, but isn't my favorite in this list, and that's Hades because okay. I know it, it's been out for a while. I it's coming thought you were going to say Halo, and I was just like, hmm, what's happened? But anyway, <laughs> I heard the um, H and I got scared. That's all right. We'll go back to it. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to playing Hades. I've seen it for a while, and it's actually been on my list to possibly pick up for my Switch. Um, but, I'm yeah, so I'll wait to Game Pass. For you guys. I'm so excited. Hades was one of the best games of last year. Um, yeah, you guys are going to absolutely love it. Yeah, I well, cause I loved Dead Cells, even though I'm not very good at it, and I haven't got particularly far in it. So um, I think Hades has a, yeah, a similar oh, feel, but not. Similar, yeah, just that rogue kind of like, yeah, kind of, yeah. and the progression in it, in terms of it actually means something. The fact that death means something so much of the story in this game is what makes it really cool. Plus the gameplay is fun and the weapon variety um, is, is awesome. You, you actually, often in these sorts of games, I feel like I need to just stick with one weapon to master it, but I would just do a different weapon each time and it would, you know, nice. but still feel like I was able to achieve. So it's a cool game in that way. Okay. My second title I want to talk about before I get onto my favorite ones, which I'll do after I let Jace have a, a chance. And that's uh, rainbow six extraction, which was I so unexpected. nothing about this. Like, so can you we- sell it to me? Okay, so originally it was Rainbow Six. Oh, now I forgot what it's called. Quarantine. Quarantine. Thank you. I, I was going to say pandemic. I thought no, that's not right. Yeah, quarantine. So we can see why they changed the name. Um, yes. But essentially, they just changed the name though. They, I think they've changed the, the whole direction game. of the game too. I I, I don't like understand like why they've done that. Like, is quarantine a scary word for people? And if it is a scary word, or if it is a trigger word, or whatever it is, however it affects you, I feel like it would be more positive to keep it than negative because, like. You could just like there is a movie on Netflix, or there's a movie in general that's probably on Netflix called Quarantine. Yeah. No, Contagion. Contagion. Sorry, Contagion, I think that's what it's called, yeah. or Quarantine, or something. I don't know, whatever. But it's done incredibly well because of the that what's going on with COVID yeah. and things like that. And and it's like number one. It was number one Netflix for a while. And like I feel like calling it Quarantine would have helped it, maybe. 
I would have loved it for that because it would have been a nice like stress relief for oh we're stuck in lockdown let's let's go and destroy some stuff because um, you know we're we're <laughs> locked down but it's obviously changed tact and it's become uh, it's really weird because this is Tom Clancy universe which has been very real world uh, driven and now it's not so this has become XCOM but as a tactical shooter. Can I, just, um, can I just say one thing, Jono? Sorry, because I know I'm not going to forget. There was a game called Rainbow Six Lockdown. There was. There was. Okay, I, <laughs> I, picked up a, with it. Oh, I picked up a copy of that last year during lockdown. Um, I still haven't played it. I've been meaning to for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Extraction is um, three-man team. So I'm really looking forward to the three of us giving it a go. And I'm you're fighting up. an alien incursion. So aliens are infesting parts of the planet. And you go in to clear out these hot spots, and there's harder enemies as you go through. It's um, is it is it like like Alien from Aliens and um, sort of what we know, or is it no, more like that, what was that movie look, Life? It, it it's kind of like aliens, but are zombies, but are not, yeah. but are not zombies, but they're aliens, but they're really zombies. It's yeah, it, it seems to be like like, okay. like human bodies that have been infected <laughs> by this plague thing that turns them into different types of parasites or some such. Yeah, there's a name for them anyway. Um, it looks like fun. It's a three, yeah, three man teams, and it is actually a splinter game to Siege. So characters from Siege, uh, like your handlers, and you've got three characters that go into it's the, like alternate reality sort of thing. Or they haven't said that because that's that's like call, kind of Call of Duty and the whole zombies thing. Like, is yeah. it actually part of the lore? Is it just this like alternate reality world thing? Or yeah, I love you the go, idea of Call of Duty lore. Like, come on, with the zombies and. Didn't they have like Buffy in it once upon a time? It has a Did story. They? Yeah, pretty sure she was a playable oh. character in one of the zombies. It was at least Sarah Michelle Geller. Right, that's it's, cool. It's, it's pretty safe to say that the Tom Clancy universe no longer has a law. Um, they chucked <laughs> it out a long time ago when they realized that it was too hard to keep all the storylines coming together. I think they were thinking about that back in the day with Endgame. The Endgame yeah. was it Endgame? End War. End War, thank you. End Game is Bloody Avengers. Um, yeah, End War. I, I always wish that there was a version of End War where if you brought like Tom Clancy Hawks and Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six, that whoever was playing End War would be commanding the other people playing those other games. But that's a fantasy that Ubisoft, if you want to steal it, go do for you, it. Do you think, guys, that the Tom Clancy name, rest in peace, means anything anymore? Yeah. No, not at all. Mm. I think. It gives you a sense of. I think this game is going to probably destroy it, but it gives you a sense of grounded military realism. Uh, No, that that went with um, the last Ghost Recon as well. Okay, because that didn't feel like it either, especially with the Terminator event. And yeah, it's. I think it's been losing it. There aren't many games out there that have like you know a person presents like it's what like Sid Meier's Civilization yeah. and that's about it right like there's nothing else out there that has a name attached to it that I can if think of. If you play a Hideo Kojima game, you know he's yeah, that is true. It is. when his name comes up a thousand times. It's, it's it's like a book where you have the author's name in like big letters and yeah. then the, like the tiny title and you're not sure the name uh, of the book. Yeah. Oh, is this and book back, by Dan Brown? And back in the day, uh, Peter Molyneux uh, is that his name? And yeah, um, Molyneux. Yeah. And oh, what was the other guy? Um, maybe it's just Sid Meier. I'm thinking of no, there's someone else. Anyway, it'll come to me. Yeah. But yes, I th- I think it's those days are big in that sort of regard too. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, true. Oh, but more for Double Fine these days than yeah. You think Double Fine instead of Tim? Oh, hand in hand. Anyway, Jace, did you want to talk about a couple of your titles? Um, 
Yeah, I do. I like so. I'm not um, the number one Dark Souls fan on the entire planet, but Elden Ring seemed to be the big thing that everybody was looking forward to getting information on. And Elden Ring was announced quite a long time ago, mm. and it was linked with George R. R. Martin before um, people started revolting against him. Although it's not really his fault uh, that the Game of Thrones finale wasn't great. But um, but yeah, like it's it's something that fans are starting to get quite rabid about. And they were like, where's the information? We want the information. I'm boycotting this game. Um, and as I've said before, gamers are not right. the most stable bunch of people on the entire planet. No, but um, it's just funny. And then they got the information. They're like, oh, this is the best. I'm so excited. And you know what? I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. But it is more Dark Souls. It's more of that sort of, like it's linked to the Dark Souls world. It's wow. exciting. You know, it's exciting that, that that there's another Dark Souls type game, you know, after Sekiro, which kind of deviated from that, but was an excellent title. Um, it, it's exciting for fans. I yeah. I just, yeah, I, it seems to be, uh, it seems to be that like the Dark Souls universe is, is, is the sort of the big thing that came out of E3 for a lot of people. Speaking of, did you see the Final Fantasy uh what was all I can think of is the word chaos because that's what's said in the trailer a hundred times. But the Final Fantasy Origins, um, something colon something something trailer where it is a Final Fantasy esque Dark Souls ish. It looked, it looked oh. like Devil May Cry ish to me. Oh, it looked terrible. It looks right. so bad. Um, and yeah, something about chaos. Watch the trailer and you'll hear the word chaos like fifteen times. See, um, the only Final Fantasy I took note of was uh, that they're doing that remaster of the. Uh, pixel perfect versions of the old games. Oh, right. of PlayStation Legacy, Final Fantasy. Anyway, sorry, we've, that conversation's finished. <laughs> what was the other right. game, Jace? Um, I'll I'll just do a quick one on Sea of Thieves. Um, I've enjoyed yep. Sea of yes. Thieves on and off over time. I really think that Rare's commitment to Sea of Thieves oh, um, is is impressive, um, and they've clearly got um, Microsoft support in making it a thing. I think without Microsoft support, and this is just my opinion i've got no facts to base this i think the game probably would have would have sunk yeah I'm with you but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah like it's the, the funny thing was when i was watching the trailer for um a pirate's life i was just like i was like oh that's that looks like calypso from from um pirates yeah. of the caribbean i'm like oh this is like a, a a take on it and then you know they did the whole sort of little sequence where these guys are down i'm like oh the music kicks the music. in and you're like, yep. oh, awesome. and was that Johnny Depp or is it just somebody who was good at being Johnny Depp? I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know. Oh, sorry? He loves, that. he loves that character. I would not be surprised if it is. He is. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in his personal life that might prevent that from happening. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, look, either way, it's a cool direction for the game to go because it was a game that was very much a sandbox about making your own fun. Um, and, you know, and there are a lot of great videos online that, uh, where people are making their own fun, but there was no true direction in Sea of Thieves. Um, and this is a story. It's a, it's a self-contained, you get together with your friends and you experience the, the Pirates of the Caribbean or eight Pirates of the Caribbean type story. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. I'm not like hugely sort of, I'm not wanting to rush out and play it or anything, but I think, I think it's a good direction for the game. Hopefully it does something, something good for it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay. Cool. Joe, what are you last to? Oh, I've got some that crossover with you guys. The only other one, it was only a, um, it was mainly the um, CG trailer of Redfall, which was the kind of, I think it was the last thing they showed at the Xbox press conference. This vampire it was. game it looked yeah. really, really yes. cool. Um, kind of like, um, yeah, like they got Back for Blood, which is that four-player um, 
like Left 4 Dead kind of spiritual successor. This kind of gave me similar vibes, but yeah, the trailer had a lot of style. The characters um, all, they were like different kind of class characters, different abilities yeah. and things. Um, and they seemed really interesting. Um, yeah, I thought that trailer kind of, you know, stole me on the theme of that game. Um, the other trailer that actually stood out to me in terms of showing gameplay, but also in terms of style was um, Stalker 2. And we were chatting about this before. I've not played um, the original Stalker, but that trailer, the music in it, the song choice, it, was, it, it had me hooked and it, was, it showed a lot and it looked really like really spooky but also uh, very atmospheric I, i'm yeah. I'm for that definitely it did look good yeah that, that's the, the other ones but i'll let you guys take the rest all right do you want to leave mine to last or do you want to go next chase gee i wonder what you're going to talk about um oh, i wonder <laughs> um i mean joe might want to chip in on this one for me because i think you were looking forward to 12 minutes as well was that right yes yeah, so that looks Incredible. So it is exactly what it is, right, Jace? 12 minute um, plays through um, in an apartment trying to solve some sort of mystery. Um, very interesting oh, perspective, that top yes. down perspective. Um, so and it's got um, Willem Daisy Dafoe Ridley. Well. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's, some, there's three. Uh, Jace McAvoy. Jace McAvoy. Yeah. Yes. And he's just, I, I'm a fan of him now. Like, yeah, he's, he's done well in, in everything he's been in recently, I think. Yeah, he's excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that's a that's a a list cast right there. Yeah, uh, very, very dark. That. That, that very really dark cool. game. Mm. It looks. Yeah, but I, I love a time loop. So Groundhog Day, the video game. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, let's get to it. You guys are obviously waiting on what I want to talk about next. Um, first up with Starfield. No, I'm joking. Um, I just want to love it. And and, and the, you know what? Uh, I've finally got somewhere to keep my uh, bottles of Bundaberg ginger beer. Uh, the mini fridge is going to be exactly that. Xbox no, Xbox mini fridge. That's hilarious, though. I think that's so cool. Will be the closest thing I get to a Series X at this rate. Um, no, actually, probably cost so more. Before I come, actually, no, you know what? Let's go to that first. Oh no, no, we'll come back to it last. I am going to go to the game I've been that I just pre-ordered, and that would be Metroid Dread. Nice. So yeah. I, I was going to say pre-ordered. Why would you? Okay. Yep. Yes, gotcha. Exactly. I haven't pre-ordered a game in forever. And the only reason I jumped in and pre-ordered Metroid Dread was because EB's got a collector's edition. And I know Metroid Ooh. games um, of late seem to go for more than they did when they were first selling. You can't pick them up after the fact for cheap. And um, they seem to sell out really quickly because Nintendo does really small runs of them. So I've actually pre-ordered a game. I also pre-ordered the Amiibos because Ooh. I don't usually collect Amiibos, but I do like the Metroid ones. I miss the last ones. Um, they look really nice. So, yeah, I, I kind of went against my grain and pre-ordered both of those. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to Metroid Dread. And I, at first I wasn't. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I like the take on it. But then the more I heard about it and that it's a, potentially the sequel to um, – Metroid Fusion that was talked about years ago. Metroid Dread was actually a uh, was a registered trademark um, just after Metroid Fusion. It was meant to come out during the Game Boy Advance era, possibly in the DS era, and never did. So the fact that they brought this name back um, yeah. is and interesting. They numbered this genre as well, which is huge. Like they yeah. started with, I think, is it four they're up to? I don't want to get that wrong. But I, probably I, I think so. Yeah, but, um, uh, like look, that was the, big step. The, the Metroid numbering sequence sucks. So less we talk about it, the better. But um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it turns out. 
Um, I might be disappointed by my pre-order, but I, th- I think it'll be a nice keepsake regardless. And, and, and I was going to say, you won't worry about it. You'll get your money back if you try to sell it. Nintendo games just don't go down in value. They do not. And that's the whole reason I ended up pre-ordering. Because I, I heard in the States, it's actually getting really hard to even get a pre-order. So, um, yeah. Like even the Amiibos, I actually had a really hard time finding um, pre-orders that were open. Or um, Where did you find them in the end? Uh, JB for the Amiibos, EB for the um, the yeah. limited edition, which is only at EB. Yeah. But it's like an art book and some other stuff. But an art book for Metroid, I'm all for it. We'll see how like how it goes. Like I said, yeah, you're right. I won't be disappointed by keeping it. And um, I, you know me, I never tend to sell my stuff. But if I ever felt the need, I'd get my money back and then some. Um, but let's let's finally get to it. Uh, Halo Infinite. We saw very little, <laughs> let's be honest. They haven't announced an Xbox that's going to have that picture because you can't even get a Series X at the moment either. So I'd love a Halo Infinite-themed one. But it does look to be an improvement in terms of graphics from what was shown last year. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I also like that the multiplayer is free. Yeah, well, you said we saw very little, but after E3, we saw quite a lot of the multiplayer. Um, and the fact, yeah. yeah, that it's free and the fact that it's got cross-play with PC, this is there's always going to be a lot of people playing this game. Like, it is going to be very big, I think, um, the fact that it's going to be free-to-play with that cross-play PC um, audience as well. Um, yeah. I think that's awesome. With three-month seasons, so uh, it's going very much down the Fortnite Call of Duty Warzone route by the sounds of things. Um, look, I'm holding my breath. I The reason I'm not sounding as excited as I should for being such a big Halo fan is I'm – I'm waiting to see how it turns out. And it's not to say I've hated the last couple of games, but my enjoyment, uh, you know, sort of goes up and down as time goes on. So, like, I'll always enjoy Halo to some degree, um, but there's been nothing this year that's made me go, oh, my God, I can't wait. Um, Mm, But I'm I'm highly excited. Can I just say I am the opposite? I'm so pumped for this game. The fact that my son is like a, like, like, you know, You've kind of led him on this path, to be honest, as well. Like, yeah. he's a massive Halo fan. We are going to play through this game together, oh, um, probably on multiple difficulties and go online together and, you know, with you guys um, for sure as well. I'm so pumped for this. I've got unrealistic unrealistic expectations. I'm kind of hoping this is going to be like, you know, back in the day when Halo 2 came out, I got that midnight launch. I stayed up all day, did not sleep until I finished it. Yeah. And I was so happy with that. And I'm just kind of really pumped for this game. I, I think that um, it's coming at an interesting time. It's coming at the height of Game Pass, which is yeah. um, the first, in my opinion, truly big, big title to come out day one. Yes, we've had um, quite a few games sort of pop up. And, you know, some people would argue that Forza is one of those titles as well. And, yep. you know, it is. But Halo is Halo. Um, yeah. When people think of first-person shooters, Halo is one of the games that's up there, you know, next to games like probably Call of Duty, Doom, to a degree, Wolfenstein, or not, maybe not so much anymore. And, I mean, you have one in one angle, you could look at this and go, oh, this is just Halo with a grappling hook, right? Um, but then there is a grappling hook here. Yeah, actually, I want yeah. to talk about some of the stuff I saw in multiplayer in a sec. And, and you know what? There was a, there are games out there that exist where it's like it's a carbon copy of the last game, except this time you've got a new gun, and you know you're yeah. going to do this, and you're going to, and you know what? And and that's that's also okay. But I will just very very quickly 
because I'm obviously not as big a Halo fan as you guys, but like I will touch on, I first got an Xbox, the original Xbox. The very first game that I got was a game called Voodoo Vince. This has nothing to do with the story. That was just the game that I got. But then the <laughs> game that I actually really wanted to get was Halo, uh, Halo Combat Evolved, which led me to getting my first job at Harvey Norman, actually. Um, yeah. I was chatting to the person that was working at games there and, and, I, and I bought Combat Evolved. And the feeling that you got when you the game opened up, because oh. Halo feels already like an open world game um, yeah. to me, because the levels are so big. They were just really well done. They were linear levels, but they didn't feel, it never felt linear, especially once yeah. the Warthog came into the equation. Just the ability to like have your Warthog, keep it, drive, get out, all that sort of mm. stuff. And I think that this game is, it's absolutely fantastic because this is an open world game, right? Yeah, it, they're being very quiet on the single player campaign, but they did show a very open part of um, the Halo ring and it looked massive. Yeah. But then to Joe's point on the multiplayer, the um, the multiplayer seems to be taking cues from some of the past games, so like Reach and Halo 3. And like I saw some new weapon abilities that looked amazing, like the ability to reflect uh, energy shot back at, the person who shot it at you, like in a gauntlet, which right. just looks really cool. Um, the grappling hook that you mentioned before for boarding a a, um, a wasp, which were in Halo yeah. 5, so you might not remember them. Um, yeah, a lot of the little things like that have, have got me excited. So I'm actually looking forward to you know, buying that Battle Pass season, uh, season one and seeing how it goes and seeing whether it keeps my interest. Um, look, I'm, I'm sure I love the campaign. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the lore moves forward because it looks like they're trying to quash the end of the storyline of Halo 5 really quickly and send it <laughs> in a different direction, which I'm both like, I can see why you do it, but I'm also a little disappointed because there was a lot of build up even in Halo Wars 2 at the very end to say, hey, we're linking it all in. And there's definitely a connection, but yeah, we'll wait and see. What I'm uh, the most curious about is how it's actually going to feel in the end because playing the Master Chief collection with you, Jono, every two seconds, I'd be like, what Halo is this now? What Halo is this? Why can't I run? Why can't I do this? And I'm trying yeah. to customize my controllers to play it like Call of Duty. I forgot what Halo controls were. Mm. Um, I forgot about, in some cases, the lack of sprinting and just the way, like there's not really an aim down sights in Halo, at least uh, not with most of the guns. And, and it took I'm me so long. Life, yeah. Well, the muscle memory just, it all went away. And, and I'm just mm. curious what kind of control scheme we're going to feel. Are we going to feel like Halo had like a weightiness to it, I guess, in some cases. Um, and I, I just, I wonder, I wonder how it's going to feel. That's what I'm most curious about. Well, thanks to Game Pass, we'll all know day one. Um, mm. And while you were all like, why are you pre ordering? Um, if there's a special edition of Halo Infinite, I'll be buying it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But at least I have a day one regardless. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. would what would have to be in that special edition for you to buy it, or they just give you? It could be anything. Um, even having a box edition to go with the rest of uh, yeah. my Halo. I don't buy a lot of box games anymore. There's a couple that I've got, but I tend to go more digital. But like things like Metroid Dread, I could have gotten physically, but I, I thought a physical copy would be nice, and this would be the same. It's just part of the collection. I think if it's a game I really want to just play. Then Game Pass and and digital is more than enough for me. But if it's something that I've really enjoyed and I've really loved and I'd like a, like a memento, then I'll go a physical copy. Yeah, I love awesome. that I'm going to get this on the Xbox and PC as well. Like that's, that, that's going to mean that my son and I and you guys, we can, I, I can play it on my own screen. He can play it on his own screen. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, that's just, what an, <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect that. Like I never would have been, want, you know, thought that kind of 
how it should be. And it's just we've, awesome. We've, we've moved away for a long time from the whole LAN experience and now yeah. it can come back because not, and you don't need as much stuff, right? And, and you know, and again with xCloud and it is becoming bigger and, and more popular, especially in the US. And, and once we have servers here, it should be amazing, but people will be able to play on everything. Like yeah. you can you can get and there are some games in there like i mean you know people playing fortnite on mobile and you can play it on tablets and well, we, pcs home, we, my daughter plays fortnite with us every now and then and my son will be on the xbox i'll be on pc she'll be on the switch and yep. if you're on the ipad i reckon my five-year-old will just be you know trying her best with it there <laughs> that's a land man you gotta land at home it's so cool exactly so what easy yeah. yeah oh it's it's nerd nirvana for if you know uh 12-year-old selves could come and visit us now, they'd be, their minds blown. <laughs> that, that's the funniest thing, right? It's just like reality for kids. Like, it's just normal. Yeah. And for us, it is just like, it's like that moment, I think I've told the story in the podcast a long time ago, but the moment my uncle came over and, and I was playing a game with a wireless controller and I was playing on the Xbox against other people. I don't think it was Halo, whatever it was. And, I, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm playing a game with some my friends online and he's like why is the, the controller's not plugged in and i'm like yeah it's wireless and he's like what do you mean it's, that, that doesn't make sense and what do you mean they're real people how are you talking today you play with people he just couldn't fathom it and, and it's just kind of we're, we're there now i'm i'm my uncle yeah. i'm just like this is amazing this, we're, we're on three different devices all playing together and they're just like yeah, i do that that's just how it is and i was like it's not it's so cool be appreciative. <laughs> yeah, no, they won't. And that's just, Sorry. yeah, done. And in fact, rant over. That's also podcast over. Thank you for joining us for another fun episode of Versus Player and our small E3 wrap up. Um, for those of you that came for something other than Xbox, well, there wasn't much, was there? <laughs> but hopefully you still enjoyed it. We'll see you again soon. If you want more Versus Player content, you can find us on versusplayer.com as well as Instagram and occasionally Facebook and YouTube. See you again, hopefully sooner. Bye. This is Player.